Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Of Jesus will know no end in our lives, in our families. There's lots of chaos. There's many of robbers of peace, but. Tonight, as we come into this Christmas season, I pray for God's peace over your life, your family, our community, our nation. Why don't we just take a moment to thank him for the peace that he gives. Father, I thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. Lord, that you give your peace and it says it will know no end. And Lord, we know there's so many things try to rob peace from us. But tonight I declare the name of Jesus, the Prince of Peace over our lives, over every marriage and household, over our community, over our nation and across this world. Jesus, we declare you came from heaven to the darkness of this world to bring your light and to bring peace to every troubled heart. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's take our seats. Wow. I love that, that Jesus is the wonderful counsel. This was prophesied by Isaiah many hundreds of years before. The mighty God, because he came to reveal Father God. The everlasting Father, because he said the Father and I, and the Prince of Peace. Wow. We all need peace in our hearts. And peace is not the absence of struggles around but it's a place of rest and trust in the middle of that and it says of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end Jesus came in the fullness of time Galatians 4 4 says but when that era came to an end and the time of fulfillment had come God sent his son he didn't come one day early or one day late he came on time born of a woman born under the written law Yet all of this was so that he would redeem and set free all those held hostage to the written law so that we would receive our freedom and a full legal adoption as his children. And so that we are his true children, God released the spirit of sonship into our hearts, moving us to cry out intimately, My father, you're our true father. Now we're no longer living like slaves under the law, but we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. And because we're his, we can access everything our Father has, for we are heirs of God through Jesus, the Messiah. Wow, Jesus coming to earth wasn't just a baby being born. He ushered in a whole new era of life, of kingdom of God, of freedom, of grace, of transformation. And it says he came in the fullness of time so that we, you and I, could be his sons and daughters. I looked out tonight and I just see all these families sitting together and I I see people, maybe your family isn't here, but you're part of the family of God. And I just thank God that he puts us in families, he builds us in relationships, he draws us together in Christ so that we would receive the freedom and a full legal adoption as his children. I notice here that it says that he was born of a woman, born under the law. Every child has a mother, but for Jesus to be born of a woman meant there was no human father, no male counterpart. Jesus' true father is the father of eternity. No other child has had a virgin birth, born of a woman, except him. And it says... Nobody, nobody 
has been born of a mother without a father on this earth except Jesus. That's a miracle, an amazing miracle. Reinhard Bonnke says, nobody but Jesus. Nobody else had a birth like Jesus, absolutely nobody. And I'm not just thinking of the virgin birth. Jesus Christ was born because he wanted to be born. Nobody else has ever chosen to be born. That's a powerful thought too, eh? Jesus came and was born as a baby because he wanted to come and rescue you and I from the darkness of sin and separation from God. I don't know about you, but I find it annoying that someone had changed the name of Christmas to holiday season or festive season or happy holidays. I just think, wow, they're trying to just take Christ out of the celebration of Christmas. And that's been going on for a long time. But there's a political, the Son of God, Christ, the Anointed One. See, the enemy hates, the Antichrist hates the anointing, and Christ means Anointed One. That's why he'll do everything to try and take Jesus or Christ out of our lives and out of our world and out of our community. But as believers, we stand up and we sing and we shout and we live out the life of Jesus Christ. The good news is we have Christmas and because of that, we have Easter. And I was just so touched. Uh, It was two years ago, one of the guys that had started coming to church, he came to a Christmas concert and he says, now I understand what Christmas is about. I had no idea that Christmas is about Jesus. He was sincere. He'd never been to church in his life. And then his sister got anything to do with with Jesus as well. He honestly did not know, but I had the joy of sharing with him the message of the gospel. Don't assume people know because a lot of people don't know. Just live out the truth and share it. The world is actually looking for peace. Many people are searching for peace in their hearts and peace in their marriages, their families and their relationships. The world was a very dark, chaotic and dangerous place when Jesus came to this earth as a baby. For anyone who studied their history, you will know a dark, dangerous place. Over God the Father looked down and saw certain things were missing on earth. People had no joy, so he declared joy to the world. People had no peace, so he sent the Prince of Peace. People had religion and laws, so he gave his unconditional love. And people were lonely, so he gave us Emmanuel, God with us. And that's the same message that we still have today. Some of those robbers of peace can be strife, worry, anxiety, fear, Lack of safety, grief, our own selfish ways. But Jesus truly is the Prince of Peace. His peace is not dependent only on your feeling happy or on good circumstances in your life. Peace is a place of trust and rest in your soul. It's an inside job. Jesus is really good on the inside job. Because then your heart and your life shines out that peace. When the angel came to the shepherds, Luke 2.10, the angel said to them, don't be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, amazing God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is a gift. And many of you are going to share your gifts tonight or tomorrow 
whatever your family tradition or if some of you might have done it a week ago for some of the family that were away or uh, visited early. But how terrible is someone gives you a gift and you leave it sitting under the tree for the next 12 months and you never ever open it? We think that would be a little bit strange. And yet I'm amazed how many people in this world are offered Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the Saviour of the world, and they refuse to receive and open up that gift because of they don't understand it. They haven't really been presented it to them. And I want to encourage you, make sure some of the kids here are hoping for some amazing things. Some big kids here are hoping for some amazing things. Some of us want those gifts that can't be wrapped, as I've shared the other week, about love and kindness and, and a hug and, and acceptance and, and encouragement and all those beautiful gifts of kindness that we can't wrap, but we share them with one another. John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. It's a, it's a gift. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Psalm 29, 11 says, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. That's a beautiful psalm the Lord gives strength to his people the Lord blesses his people with peace so when you have peace in your heart it's a blessing some of you can remember before you got saved how that it was really hard to get to sleep because you had so much shame and guilt and fear and rejection but how awesome is it when you know Jesus you can put your head down on the pillow and hopefully you're asleep within minutes some of us only seconds <laughs> we just straight off because we have peace in our hearts if not just for sleep, but you walk around in your daily life, but you have this deep inner peace inside, no matter what's going on. What a beautiful gift that is. And we need to receive the gift and we need to then choose to live in this, His peace. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. How beautiful is that? Let it rule in your hearts because you were called to peace. You weren't called to war. You weren't called to strife. You weren't called to selfishness. You weren't called to live under pain and grief all of your life. You were called to peace. That's what Jesus came to give us. I love these verses in Romans 8 verse 5. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue Spiritual realities. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset in finds life and peace. So when you're led by the Holy Spirit, you will walk a life of peace inside your heart. Doesn't mean everything will be perfect on the outside. Doesn't mean you don't go through struggles and trials, but you have peace, which is a beautiful gift. It says, in fact, the mindset on on, focused on the flesh, fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. So the Holy Spirit comes, joins us to the family of God and then we have his deep peace in our hearts. And what a gift we can offer to one another. Um, I know some of the more traditional churches, they have a service where they, they go and, and give the peace to one another. And some of you remember um, that. And we need to do that by our heart and our words. 
to express and give peace to one another and to help people find a place of rest. The wellness in Philippians 4, the Apostle Paul writing from prison, mind you, he's in prison under suffering and persecution. He writes, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, my prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He was probably chained to a couple of Roman guards. There were guards at the the prison uh, doors. And here he is saying, hey, you can have a peace that will guard your heart and mind against anything that comes to rob and steal it. And what a beautiful gift that is. What a promise that is. And maybe tonight you're not in a place of peace. You're saying, well, my world is a bit chaotic. Tonight you can open your heart and experience the peace that Jesus offers to you. Maybe you've made some bad choices. Things have happened to you. But the peace of Jesus can come and heal the pain of a broken heart and a broken life. Isaiah says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Perfect peace, that's, that's an amazing place that God can have in your heart and life. Isaiah says, the fruit of that righteousness will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. What do you do when you seem to lose your peace? Strife comes, that phone call comes. That text or that email, people are pressuring you to do things that you don't feel at peace to do. What do you do when those pressures come, when fear comes, when hard times or delays to your prayers? It's easy in a place like this in church to have peace. What about when you're on your own or when you're facing challenges? What do we do? Jesus gives us a great promise in John 16, 33. He says, and everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. What a promise he says. Hey, there's going to be some strife around. We live in a broken, fallen world where the enemy still thinks he rules and reigns, but Jesus is our victor. He has overcome the works of the enemy. He's broken the power of sin. That, that guilt chain around your heart doesn't have to hold you locked up anymore. Jesus has come and the light has pierced the darkness and that has broken the pain over people's hearts. And the abuse that locks souls up doesn't have to hold them any longer. And Jesus has come to set the captives free. His love and power is so awesome. And he says that You can have this peace which is in me and it will be in you and will give you great confidence as you trust and rest in me. So we need to have peace with God through Jesus Christ. He's come to be our saviour. The word Jesus means the Lord saves. It's one of the names that he was given. To receive his forgiveness. So we need peace with God. Then you need peace with yourself. This is the one where most of us struggle. We say, yeah, okay, I know Jesus forgiven my sin. But so many people don't have peace with themselves. They wrestle with um, condemnation and fear. And they let things steal their peace. On the outside, they look like they've got it all together. But on the inside, they, we often wrestle with stuff we don't need to. Because Jesus said, I've already dealt with that. You are made in God's image and he loves you 
The enemy tries to rob your identity, but Jesus comes to restore it and fulfill it. And a family of God, we can help strengthen that image of Christ in one another as we let the fruit of the Spirit flow. And then we need to have peace with others. Wow. I heard one old saint say, Oh, to live with the saints above, that will be glory. But to live with the saints below, that's another story. Because <laughs> we're all different personalities and someone's got this pers- uh, perspective on things. And, but Jesus wants us to know peace with one another. And it's a choice to find common ground. It's a choice not to let your preferences rule over everyone else. You don't have to be in control all the time because he's already in control and there's a place of rest when you surrender and you can have this peace in your soul. So peace with God through Jesus, peace with yourself. That's the one I find most people wrestle the most with and peace with others. It says to live at peace with people as much as possible. Some people you just can't can't make it work. God's grace will come and show you ways. Romans 5.1 says, Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. Wow, that's how Jesus sees you. He sees you flawless in his eyes because you... His blood has cleansed us from sin. Boy, if we could just see ourselves and one another as Jesus sees us, life would be very, very different. We wouldn't have room for those fears that rob us and steal from us. It goes on, this means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God all because of what our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, has done for us. Wow, what a beautiful promise that by grace, He sees you and I as free and flawless. Whoa, that will keep us meditating for a while tonight how do we see ourselves let's say Jesus help us see ourselves as you see us and lastly we need to share this amazing love hope and peace this Christmas season peacemakers the Bible says James 3 in peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness I used to be a peacekeeper you know what peacekeepers are they keep the peace but they don't deal with the real issues and I used to be a peacekeeper because I didn't want to upset anyone and I wanted to be liked by everyone but I got a bit older and found out that's not the way life works. Then Jesus started to challenge me and says, don't be a peacekeeper, be a peacemaker. A peacemaker is someone who's willing to address issues, conflicts, personalities, things that need to be talked and through and forgiven and say, I'm sorry. And then you find a place of peace. You become a maker of peace. And God says, I love those sort of people. I love peacemakers. Peacemakers can live with truth, find a way through hearts, and you are mature enough and big enough to say, hey, I don't have all the answers, but I want to be a peacemaker. And I believe that, that Jesus came to bring peace. Yes, there was, there's war and strife, but he's come to bring peace. Two more verses to wrap it up tonight. Romans 15, 13, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in Him. 
Some of you are getting a little bit excited as we're singing that first song and second tonight. Uncontrollable joy. We're just so, just so controlled sometimes. God says, hey, it's okay to let uncontrollable joy, just like a four-year-old when they rush to the, get their presents and rip it open and there's amazing joy. When we get a bit older, we just get too sophisticated to let that uncontrollable joy bubble out of us. I think we've got to become more childlike again, not childish, but childlike, where we just enjoy the freedom of life and His beautiful creation, the amazing people that He's put in our world, uncontrollable joy and perfect peace as you trust in Him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with His superabundance until you radiate with hope. Wow, superabundance, so you radiate with hope. And last verse, this is... An amazing verse that used to baffle me for many years. But I think I've got a handle on it a bit better now. Romans 16, 19 and 20. I don't think I've even got it on the list. For the report of your obedience has reached everyone so that I rejoice over you. But I want you to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The wonderful grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Here we got this God of peace. He's crushing the things that are robbing your peace. And that's what Jesus has come. When He died on the cross, He crushed the schemes of the enemy of sin and shame. The God, the Prince of Peace, came and crushed that which was stealing peace from His creation. And that's what Jesus wants to be for your life. That's what He wants to be for our community, for our families. Those things that are robbing and stealing of unforgiveness and shame and rejection, and things that happened decades ago that we just can't face or deal with our souls. The God of peace will crush Satan's schemes. And I believe peace doesn't mean you're all meek and mild. Peacemakers have great courage to confront injustice and evil and unrighteousness. And I believe Jesus wants to raise up His church, the body of Christ, to be people who bring love and peace, but it causes them to have courage to confront things to help other people come into the peace that God's designed for every person on this earth. And I believe that that verse needs to get in our heart. The God of peace will crush Satan's schemes in his head. He's done that on the cross, but He wants to flow through you and I. So sometimes it's the unconditional love and grace that will reach a heart. Sometimes you've got to stand up and say, that's not right. That family's being torn apart because of darkness and evil and unforgiveness and bitterness. God, help us to find a way so that their life can come into freedom. That addiction and stronghold is destroying that person's life. The God of peace will arise and say, there's a better way. There's a way of freedom and justice. There's a way of hope and peace presented by Jesus to this world. Let's stand in His presence tonight. The God of peace will crush the schemes of the enemy so that we can live in His peace and we can become peacemakers, not peacekeepers. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And maybe tonight you're saying, wow, that's awesome to talk about Jesus, the Prince of Peace, and to sing all those amazing songs. But if I'm really honest, my heart's not at peace. 
There's some people here and you've known Jesus maybe for years or decades, but some things have crept into your world or your heart that have torn away the peace that is rightfully yours. And Jesus wants to reach out and touch your soul. I'd like to pray for you tonight. Let's just bow our heads for a moment. The name of Jesus is here just to touch people's hearts right now. He has no rival. He is the Prince of Peace, but He crushes the schemes of the enemy so you can live in peace. And as our heads are bowed tonight, if you know this beautiful peace now, I want you to thank Jesus. Just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. Thank you for giving me peace in my heart and soul. Thank you for the amazing people that you've put in, in my life and around me and the family of God and in my own family. And maybe tonight you think, wow, there's some things in my soul that I need to make right. Why don't you right now make peace with Jesus? I'd like to pray a prayer for you right now. If you don't know this amazing Prince of Peace in your heart, maybe you know about Him, but you're not living with Him in your heart. You haven't invited Him to come and forgive and change your heart. But tonight, I'd like to pray a prayer of blessing over you tonight. You say, hey, Pastor, I'd like to be included in that prayer. I need to open my heart to Jesus or come back to Him. I want to experience His love and forgiveness. Maybe the first time. Maybe a renewal. If you'd like to be included in that prayer and say, I want to make peace with God through Jesus. If that's you, just give me a wave tonight. I want to know who I'm praying for. Just lift your hand and give me a wave. Just want to pray blessing on you tonight. Just lift it up and high. Yeah, God bless you. Who else tonight saying, hey, that's me, that's me, that's me. Who else just saying, no, that's me. I just want to be included. I don't want to, I don't want to face this Christmas or the rest of this year. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Who else tonight say, that's me. I want to know His peace and forgiveness. God bless you. So, God bless you. Right down the back, He sees your heart. There are people right now, yeah. There are people here right now. You're, you're making a choice. You're choosing to enter into His peace afresh. You're choosing to open your heart and saying, Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. I want to know that in my heart and life. There are some other people here and you know Jesus, but if you would summarize this year, you would say there's just been untold strife. There's been people and situations trying to rob and steal my peace and my joy. But tonight at the end of this year, I'm going to say, Jesus, I want to know your peace in a fresh, powerful way. If that's you, just give me a wave because I want to include you in this prayer as well. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, there's fresh hope and peace. I'd like to lead you in a prayer of surrender and connection and thanking Jesus that He is the Prince of Peace. Congregation, why don't we join together if you'd like to in this prayer. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to be my Saviour. I receive you now as a free gift in my life. Forgive me, cleanse me, heal me, set me free. Destroy the schemes of the enemy that have robbed my peace. And I choose to live in your freedom, in your blessing. And Jesus, make me a peacemaker. I thank you for hearing our prayer in Jesus' name.
Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.